Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 260. There's a quote that's meant a lot to me over the years, and I, at one point a few years ago, uh, stenciled it really large on uh, one of my office walls. But it's become increasingly valuable to me as I've become even more of a doer than a dreamer. Those doers among us will see the depth in this. The best way to do it is to do it by Amelia Earhart. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Award-winning author and designer, Dwight Knowlton, has done it again. His book, The Greatest Race, is now available. The Greatest Race is the story of Sir Sterling Moss's epic and record-crushing win of the 1955 Mille Miglia in the Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR. In collaboration with Sir Sterling Moss himself, Dwight has created a wonderful children's book from this epic race as a follow-up to his best-selling book, The Little Red Racing Car. I have my own copy of The Greatest Race, and I can tell you, this kid's impressed. Like his previous book, this one is printed in the USA. Check out Dwight's Carpe Viem brand, where you can find both of his books, shirts, and more that embrace his seize the road philosophy. Enjoy Carpe Viem at carpegear.com, and be sure to sign up for his newsletter while you're at his website. That's carpegear.com, C-A-R-P-E gear.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's special returning guest here on Cars Yeah, Dwight T. Knowlton. Dwight, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm excited about this one. Awesome. Dwight T. Knowlton is the founder of CarpeGear.com. It's where you can find his book, The Little Red Racing Car. It's an award-winning father and son picture book story about a 1955 Maserati 300S. It's steeped in automotive heritage and features Sir Sterling Moss. Now Dwight has a new book out, The Greatest Race. It's a story about the record-breaking win by Sir Sterling Moss at the 1955 Mille Miglia. Dwight's teamed up with Sir Sterling to bring you this spectacular story about a Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR, the number 722 car, and his daring high-speed determination to not only win the race, but set a new speed record. Dwight's motto is Carpe Viem, seize the road and enjoy the journey. So Dwight, welcome back to Cars Yeah. I've told our listeners a little about you. Take a moment and share some more about this new book, your business, and your passion for automobiles. Well, Mark, first of all, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here again. You're welcome. You've really summed it up. Uh, I think you've told the story of the Little Red Racing Car. Um, You've told the story of the new book with Sir Sterling. You know, one of the things I'm creating piece by piece is uh, some automotive apparel, too, that goes with that. And it started with stuff for the kids that tied into the books. And now I'm having some fun with some uh, some adult clothing. And I'm going to it's kind of a goal of mine to add maybe one new product a month. And as I get busier with travel and with other partners on things and stuff like that, it, it might not be one a month. But that's kind of a goal of mine. It's great. You know, one of the things I love about what Dwight is doing is Not only is he designing, creating, producing, publishing these books, I mean, he does it all, but he has all these great, what I'll call accessory items or options, if you will, since we're talking cars here. 
And the level of detail and the things that Dwight creates that surround these books that he's he's uh, come up with, it's just absolutely fantastic. I have a graphics background, so I appreciate it, but I know that your customers appreciate it even more. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Dwight, take the wheel. Well, there's a quote that's meant a lot to me over the years, and I, at one point a few years ago, uh, stenciled it really large on uh, one of my office walls. But it's become increasingly valuable to me as I've become even more of a doer than a dreamer. I think that those doers among us will see the depth in this, though it sounds very simple probably for those sitting with a clicker on the couch. (laughs) The best way to do it is to do it by Amelia Earhart. Mm. I love that quote. How have you applied that into particularly this book project? I have my hands in so many things now, and there's so much unseen work, whether it's the admin work or whether it's the 100 uh, drawings or 17 drafts of the book that you throw away that people don't see. There are so many uh, invisible hours. And so every time there's a moment, whether it's when my kids are asleep or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, traveling on the, on the plane or you know, you just don't waste a moment. When I'm standing in a line, I'm managing things on my phone. You know, I'm, I'm working on my to-do list. I'm reprioritizing tasks. And it really is just every moment becomes about doing it. Absolutely. Something so important, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners, trying to figure out how to manage that day, manage that project, and just doing it. I always told my kids growing up, half the effort is just showing up, <laughs> doing yep. it, just showing up and doing it. Yeah. Would you share with us what instigated your goal to write a second book, The Greatest Race? You've involved Sir Sterling Moss to an even higher level than the first book. Could you take us to a point in time when you decided, you know what, I want to do this book thing again? Well, I knew when I launched The Little Red Racing Car, I knew that I was going to do a line of books. The second I came up with the title for The Little Red Racing Car, I knew it was Italian, and so I knew it was red. And so immediately I knew that there was going to be, and I knew the title of the second one too, The Small Silver Speedster, and that would be silver because it's German. And, you know, I don't know the title of the French book, but I know it's blue because it's Bugatti and, and so on. Sure. I've, I've always known that there were more books because the second I did the first book, the, the second I said I would do the first book, I knew there were more books in the queue. What really prompted, though, the greatest race was I was I was standing looking at this beautiful Porsche RSK at Gooding uh, a little over a year ago. And I was looking at that silver car and I knew that Sir Sterling uh, had both driven an RSK and had recently purchased one. And so I was connecting Sir Sterling with this beautiful silver car. And then I thought about this other silver car, the very, very famous silver car that Sir Sterling drove. And as I stood there, I just thought, man, what a storybook that would be. Yes. So I, I, I went home and I immediately drafted a proposal that I sent off to uh, Sir Sterling via his personal assistant, Mandy. And I just said, I would like to tell the story. Um, you know, you were so generous and kind to be involved in the little red racing car in the way that you were. I would like to tell the story, but not just tell the story, but tell the story with your not just permission, but collaboration. <laughs> And I was on pins and needles for a month, Mark. I I'll just bet. was I was waiting for that response. And I knew that I was going to be pushing out the planned second book. The second book was going to be The Small Silver Speedster. It's going to be a uh, father-daughter Porsche story of the 356. I knew that I'd have to push that book out if he said yes. After about 30 days of waiting, 
uh, I was just dying. I was on pins and needles, and I know that Sir Sterling is a very, very busy man. But at this point, I was so tied up in knots about this answer that uh, I was willing to have a no just to have an answer. <laughs> and so I, I sent a follow-up email to Mandy, and I said, hey, have you had a chance to, to look this over? And she said, oh, Dwight, I'm so sorry. We, I have an answer for you. Here, let me scan the letter and, and oh, just send it oh, to you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll never forget that moment. I was sitting uh, at my son's swim class, sitting next to my wife, and you know, I have them marked both uh, Sterling and Mandy as VIPs in my email, mm-hmm. in my contacts. And so I get this star pop up on my, on my phone and it's a letter. And she hadn't told me what the answer was. She just said, oh, I have an answer for you. Let me send it to oh, you. Oh, gosh. And so I open up this beautiful scanned letter on his letterhead saying how much he appreciates everything that I did and the treatment and the style and the, you know, telling more of a story than even the word count would make you think in, in sure. the little red racing car and that he would be thrilled to be a part of the project and happy to consult and so forth. And <laughs> did you jump so, in the pool? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I sat there numb. I think I was numb for about 24 hours after I had that. Yes. I'll bet. Oh, absolutely fantastic. I've got goosebumps listening to that story because I've chased so many people to be here on cars. Yeah. And I know that waiting game and you're just, are you going to get an answer? And you finally get to the point. I just want to hear something. Yeah, I, I don't really care what it is anymore. I just need to know something. So I love that. So Dwight, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you drove down to get to this next book, this next journey, The Greatest Race, and share with us some challenges that you faced during this project. And more importantly, how did you overcome them? You talked about the first challenge, getting Sir Sterling Moss involved, but what were some of the other ones? Well, uh- if I thought the Little Red Racing Car was hard, I mean, it was hard in the sense that it was my first book, and, and I won't downplay that it was hard, but writing and illustrating this book was hard. <laughs> I cannot, I mean, I can't overemphasize. It was so far harder than I thought it would be, and I went into it with this confidence that, well, this really happened, so I'm going to be able to, you're like, I don't have to think about which part I made up I'm going to keep. I get to pick things that really happened and, and whittle it down. Well, there's there's a pre-story here, you know, there's there's the story of the Mille Melia itself and that it's pre-existed this story for 30 years. There's, you know, the story of practice. There's the story of multiple runs of it. And there's the story of the development of Mercedes-Benz getting back into racing post-World War II and the launch of this new line of cars. There's a thousand miles worth of story in the race there you know there are a lot of things that happen in a thousand crazy miles in mountains and valleys oh, and jumping yeah. bridges and everything else and then there's the finish of the race and the setting of records and what happened after the race and so forth this was easily a chapter book so it was impossible to pare it down to 48 pages it was a huge challenge and on that note actually i have it in the back of my head that i may someday come back to all my research and write a chapter book. This story is a fascinating story. So like I said, challenges, incredibly hard to edit down. It's, it's one of the greatest drives in history. I think pretty, pretty close to everybody would agree that it's in you know the, the top three drives probably ever in racing. Sure, It's the story of the race, the story of the win, the celebration. To choose what made the book and what didn't bore a great weight for me. And it was also a lot more work to illustrate than the Little Red Racing Car. There's some much more complex illustrations. There were some really cool, cool challenges to have, but they were still challenges. I had photographs 
the Mercedes-Benz archive lent me, you know, Mercedes-Benz Classic gave me access to just all these documents and photographs of everything from the 1955 race. Wow. I had stacks of books of reference. I had some stuff from, you know, I had Sir Sterling's uh, 1955 scrapbook. I had all this stuff. And so I had photos that were observers of the race shot this photo from their hip. And it's out of focus and it's tilted and it doesn't have the whole story in it. But I can use that as the basis and then illustrate around it and create a full two-page spread. Some of those challenges, fortunately, the Little Red Racing Car equipped me to go into some of this stuff with more confidence than I had the first time, I think. It was a hard book. And, and part of that was just the gravity, I think, of this great story and the fact that a lot of people know it already. And I get one shot at this. Well, you did a masterful job of paring down a very complex, massive story into this children's book, which I'll tell the audience, if you haven't gotten your hands on the Little Red Racing Car, which you should, it's a great book for adults, too. It really is. And I'm not just saying that. Being a car guy, I had so much fun reading it, looking at it. I went back and went through it again. It's just masterful. So this new book, you did a a great, great job. And you may have answered this next question about an aha moment during the project. You talked about that aha moment when you stood there and looked at the car and you knew Sir Sterling, but is are there any other aha moments when the headlights came on during this project that helped you make the book a reality? Well, I there's nothing I can think of that's an aha moment. I'm sure there were lots and lots of my one simple one, I suppose, is there were multiple mountain passes. There were three mountain passes that were very treacherous and they're a big deal in this race. And I had pared it down, I thought, as far as I could pare it. And I still had three consecutive page spreads, which were mountain passes. Mm-hmm. And there was the Raticosa and the Ratificani and, and the, the Fuda Pass and I thought that they each needed their own spread, but when it came down to it, I couldn't do it. Mm. Uh, there just wasn't the page count for that. And so one of the aha moments, when your brain is stuck on something like that and you think that that's how it has to be, it might sound like a simple aha moment, but one of the aha moments was, okay, I can combine a page and tell the story of the mountain passes as mm. an event. And so there is one because there was a specific event that happened in one of them. There is one that gets its own two-page spread. But then the next two-page spread about mountain passes combines two of those and says, after the such-and-such came the such-and-such. I'd like to go to the big aha moment, though, which isn't in the creation of the book. The big aha moment was Stefan Lombard from Haggerty is my editor. Awesome guy, and he's a lifesaver when it comes down to catching a a, a small way I should reword a a sentence or definitely the details of of things. I mean, I pick and pick and pick at my stuff, but every time he goes through it, he comes back to me with something and I'm like, oh yeah, perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, he helped me on the little red racing car, but I I actually added his name as editor to the greatest race because he's been invaluable. Now, Stefan and I were talking after one of the drafts and I told him, you know, I've sent this off to Sir Sterling And Mandy got back to me and she said that as soon as they had it in their hands, Sir Sterling sat them down and he read it out loud to Lady Susie and Mandy and the three of them sat in the room and they just (laughs) loved the book. And Stefan said to me, oh man, wouldn't you like to be a kid on his knee or something like that? Audio book. (laughs) And that was the aha moment. Yes. And so I immediately, I'm talking like within 10 minutes of not talking to Stefan anymore, I am composing my pitch 
to Sir Sterling, would you record this? Would you record the audio of the story? Uh, and I was fortunate, fortunate enough to find a real pro uh, in Julia May Brown, and uh, she's a former BBC radio producer, and I was able to hire her. We were able to schedule a date, and I can say that a couple weeks ago, um, she recorded in the Moss home in London, uh, set up and recorded the audio of that book, and wow. it gives me chills. Yeah. I was able to share it for the first time uh, with a couple young readers just a few days ago. They're the only people that have heard it. And I can tell you from the, the knees shaking and the looks on their faces and everything, as I flipped through the illustrations and they heard the audio of Sir Sterling reading it, it's a hit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't be anything but a hit. And the great thing about this is recording his voice. You know, the day we're recording this, two days ago, we lost the great Denise McCluggage. Yeah. And the fact that she was a guest here on Cars, yeah, just uh, excites me to no end that I was able to have her here so that people can hear her voice, hear her enthusiasm. And as you were explaining this, I was going, please tell me that you got him to do this, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something that will live forever. I would assume this project has brought you many proud moments. What makes this book so special for you, and why are you so proud of the final publication? Oh, it's such an easy question. It's an incredibly special story, and it's really meaningful to me that I got to touch it. You know, I get to take one of the great drives in history, collaborate with an iconic car, and a legendary driver, and have him lend his name to the book. I mean, to have him say, yes, I this is with my permission. Um, and, you know, there are specific things in the story that based on the records that I had, and I read everything I could get my hands on, he got back to me and he was like, uh, no, actually, that wasn't an engine that failed. That was an oil tank that split. Uh-huh. And, that, and that made the book, you yeah. know. Um, there, were, there were little edits like that where it's actually Sir Sterling saying, oh, no, nope, let's change that. And, uh, man, that's special. We've touched on this a bit. I was going to ask you to tell us about the other books you've written and um, how they relate to The Greatest Race. But is there anything you can add to that? I'm I'm so excited about the future books that are coming, but um, maybe you can touch on how this whole series relates to each other. Well, you know, all of my books are about real cars. And so right now, you know, and very special real cars. So right now, I'm, it, it looks like I'm on a pattern of alternating between fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. You know, I'm, but what I'm trying to do in my fiction, even like the little red racing car, is have very real elements of truth in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a family that I know of that reached out to me that had a barn find. It wasn't on their property. They didn't get to keep it, but they were the discoverers of a Maserati. I think it was a 200 mm. or two, 250S. You know, so people that say, oh, that can't happen to a car that's a million dollar car or whatever. Yeah, it does. And so I try and keep elements of truth, capture real emotions from real people there. You know, there's a a Porsche expert that I plan on reaching out to that's a legendary builder of Porsches and and very well-known great guy. And he has a daughter. And I want to talk to him about, hey, I'm writing this father-daughter Porsche story. Is there any special moment where you were working in the garage and I can just, you can help me capture that emotion of that moment when she was, you know, whatever it was, helping you on whatever part of that project that it was. Is there anything about this book that you wish you'd done a little differently? 
There's not. The one thing I wish about myself is that I could do these books a bit faster and more painlessly. <laughs> um, well, I <laughs> know what kind of guy you are. You are a perfectionist to the T, so I get that. Well, at least on my end products, I am. Yes. I know how thorough you must have been on this project, and it really comes through in the book, so bravo, excellent job. You talked a little bit about this next question, too, the next book project. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? Is it going to be the Porsche book? It is, the next Porsche. And I do have uh, I have quite a few books actually lined up uh, and some some exciting projects kind of across the board. Like I said, you know, I've known that there's going to be there's going to be a Jag book and it's going to be a green, probably a D type. I love the XKSS, but there's there are some great stories in the D type. And so, you know, there's going to be a Jaguar story. There's going to be a Bugatti story. But, yeah, the small silver speedster is up next. There's been some discussion and, and the family is on board for me to do uh, a Tucker story. Mm. And uh, actually, you know, you just brought her up. Gene Jennings and I were talking the other day about how perfect a Denise McCluggage book would be for the girls. And, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm telling a father-daughter car story with the Porsche story, but it's still a father-daughter story. It's not just a girl story. Mm-hmm. And so Gene and I were talking. She was on her way to see Denise. And she said, Dwight, she's not doing well. And I said, oh, man, I should tell her story. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, yes, get going. And so, Mark, this will be a special thing for me because I have every intention of, of writing her story now. But yeah. I wrote the first couple pages of that story on the plane this last week oh, on, a flight, on a flight to North Carolina before she passed. Wow. <laughs> oh, and goodness. so when I come back to that and when I do finish that book, that's going to be a special moment for me because yeah. I'll know that she was still with us when I started that journey. Yeah, oh, can't wait. Do you have another book project? There are some exciting things coming up in the future here. I do. Actually, I'm planning my first foray into non-children's books, working with the very accomplished author, Larry Edsel. Mm. Um, we're, we're talking about a sort of a nice-to-look-at encyclopedia of coach builders. And while there are some coach building books out there, there are lots of coach building books out there, I have assuming more of kind of an art director role on this and and letting an accomplished author be the author. Mm -hmm. I have some plans for how we'll approach this um, with how much length of story we'll give to each coach builder, the kind of details we'll focus on, the layout of the book. And so we'll be sharing more about that project probably later this year. But I can tell you, I'm I'm really excited about that. And I I think it's going to be a beautiful book. Oh, yeah. And then I'm also partnering with uh, Jamie Doyle from Sports Car Digest on some exciting new projects. Uh, And and speaking of Jamie, you should get him on the show. I would love to get Jamie on the show. Yes, here's a person that maybe you can connect me with. That would be fantastic. How about favorite authors? Is there an author who's inspired you and continues to inspire you today? Well, you know, I, I think I have a couple names for this. One would be authors that have just kind of blown me away, kind of timeless answers and I'm embarrassed to say that I don't consume a lot right now because I've been in such a um, a mode as a producer for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to say Oscar Wilde and F. Scott Fitzgerald both are kind of timeless answers for me, especially if you read their short stories and stuff. They're just so stinking clever. <laughs> their, their twists of plot and their efficiency with words and everything are something that uh, they're very, very impressive. As far as someone currently that inspires me, I'd have to say Lauren Long. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's an illustrator. He's illustrated President Obama's children's book, Madonna's children's book, and others. He's a very successful author and illustrator that's 
created his own series, the Otis series, uh, about a friendly tractor. And uh, I actually discovered those while I was searching for that uh, father-son car book that I didn't find for my son (laughs) that prompted the creation of the Little Red Racing Car. So Dwight, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a word from our Cars Yeah! sponsor. No more worries about a dead battery. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium-ion technology that'll start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle every time. It includes a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight, and it easily recharges with USB outlets so you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality, design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at Genius Chargers All right, Dwight, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. What is the best book writing advice you've ever received? Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I probably honestly, um, if you chase dreams, you'll hear that a lot. But um, you said the best advice. And uh, honestly, I've gotten some great advice probably, but uh, as far as actual book writing advice, I don't think I've ever gotten any. <laughs> it's a very challenging thing to write a book. So many people have that on their dream list, and we certainly don't want to squish any of those dreams. No. Go for it, but it yes. is a lot of work. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your ability to complete this project? Just caring immensely about the final product. You know, being able to focus on the stuff that is important and isn't important and cut through the clutter, caring enough to reach out to every possible source, having far too much information and then whittling it down to the most vital elements. Now, you touched on this a bit. What kind of resources did you access while writing The Greatest Race? Everything possible, in, you know, including Sir Sterling himself, which, of course, is the greatest resource. You know, I started with every magazine right up from 1955, Jenks legendary article for motorsport, uh, the article in autosport. I got Sir Sterling's limited edition 722 book, copy of his 1955 scrapbook. I got books on the Mille Amelia, books on the 300 SLR. Um, and of course, as I mentioned before, some of the best, just most amazing stuff that gives you chills looking at it were all the photographs and documents and everything from the incredible, helpful folks at Mercedes-Benz Classic. Were you able to make your way back to me Island and see the car? I was not, but I will be at the Lime Rock Historics this ah, year. Great. And we'll probably have some fun news on that, actually, in a little while. But I'm going to be there with the greatest race and uh, hopefully get to touch that car with my own hands. <laughs> I sure hope I get a picture of you sitting in that car. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Especially if you were sitting where Jenks set and uh, Sir Sterling in the driver's seat. I've had that daydream, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know the right guy. You might just be able to make it happen. You know? I would love it. I'd yeah, love it. it'd be great. And obviously the book, uh, this show is airing on June 1st, 2015. So the book is available now to listeners to get your hands on. And we'll tell you a little bit later here how you can do that exactly. All right. We're up to the checkered flag. If there's one singular message you'd like your readers to get from reading The Greatest Race, what would that message be? There are amazing stories in the past, and we should never forget them. 
Dwight, you have taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. I want to thank you for sharing your journey and for your sponsorship here the last few months on Cars Yeah. Greatly appreciate that. And I'm really happy to have you back on the show as the second returning guest here on Cars Yeah. That makes it even more special. Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 722 Mercedes with (laughs) Sir Sterling Moss? Well, going back to uh, that best advice question and putting that in perspective, here's my real answer. If you're thinking of writing a book, start. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Uh, I feel like my life is beginning in my 40s, and I just can't even imagine being in my 80s and looking back and saying, what if? Yes, absolutely. Just start. Do something today to make your dream a reality, and it will become one. Fantastic advice. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and to get their own hands on a copy of The Greatest Race? Well, I think the best thing to do is sign up for my newsletter at carpenews.com. That's more than just a newsletter. It's a personal note from me. I'll write it myself forever. It's not going to come from anybody else. Uh, it's signed by me. And uh, I just I talk about the things that I'm working on, trips that I'm taking, where I might be signing the book. You know, one of the recent big bits of news I got to share was being the Grand Marshal for the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix this year. Yeah, congratulations um, on that. Thanks, Mark. It's been uh, it's been a crazy two years and they've just been exceptional. Um, it's been wonderful dealing with them, working with them and and uh, doing the art for the the poster and everything this year. But all of the wonderful things like that, all of my upcoming projects, new T-shirt designs, this and that. And, th- and there's another really good reason to sign up. And that's that uh, I do a monthly giveaway. Uh, if I don't have a new product, I pick something that I've already got for sale on CarpeGear.com and I offer it up. This month, this past month, I gave away 10 large format posters of the blueprint of the Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR. This next month, I've got uh, a couple new products that I'm going to be giving away that are very cool and worth getting for free. As long as you're signed up on that list, you're eligible. And plus, you'll get uh, a 20% discount on your first order just for signing up. So that's at carpenews.com. And uh, and the sales site itself, my site is carpegear.com, selling all that good Carpe VM, goodness. Awesome. Well, you heard that great opportunity, listeners. Go to his site. I think you'll really enjoy it. And get your hands on your copy of The Greatest Race. If you don't have the little red racing car, get your hands on that as well. They make incredible gifts for the children and the adults and the automotive enthusiasts in your life. And listeners, you can find everything we've talked about here today at carsyad.com slash Dwight T. Knowlton. Just put Dwight in the search box. Both his shows will pop up, the original show here on Cars Yeah and this show, and you can find links to everything you want. Dwight, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing this new book with us, The Greatest Race. It's fantastic. Wish you the greatest success with it. Can't wait for the next books to come out. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks so much, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.